BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. I know John Coulet hates it when we talk soccer, but quickly, Champions League, Man U, who has fallen, are going to get beat by FC Copenhagen. Amal Shaw, Man U opened up 2 0 in this game. FC Copenhagen tie it up at 2 2 right before the break. Man U comes out, scores, they're up 3 2. Copenhagen have come back and now they're up four to three and we can bring professional handicapper Scott Spritzer and now he doesn't care about Man U because to give you an idea of my memory if my memory serves me correctly my man Scott Spritzer of course Doc Sports Scott wins on Twitter is a Reds fan he's a Liverpool fan is that correct I am a Liverpool fan you know it's it got to the point Patrick that it was like I still like to watch the games when I can I started doing so much in the WNBA and everything else that I just basically stopped doing soccer. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just so many leagues. It was taking me two hours a night because I was covering Bundesliga, EPL, Serie A, right down, you know, La Liga, the whole thing. And I just oh, said, all it's right. a lot. Oh, my gosh. And you know how many times, you know, the way I like to play, I don't like to do big prices. So there were just way too many times I noticed where, yeah, I'd lay a dollar fifteen with a team, and they would they would finish in a tie. And I just said, "All right, enough's enough. I got to get back to the major sports in America." And and I still I still do you know put a few bucks down here and there on the EPL, but that's pretty much the only league that I'll follow. No, it is. It's I'm all on Saturdays and Sundays. My I it's hours and hours for soccer handicapping for sure. me. Um, but. You saw it, all. Take a look at that scoreline. Man, you should not, no offense to FC Copenhagen, they should not be losing on any stage to Copenhagen, and they were up 2-0, up 3-2, and they're going to lose 4-3 here. I'll tell you a couple of things. First of all, you mentioned Manchester United. You know, when you think about the big clubs historically, globally, they're in the top five of all time. And FC Copenhagen's an afterthought. The fact that this game is being played in Denmark, it, I mean, it's going to be incredible. Marcus Rashford goes off in the 42nd minute with a red card. Huge blow to Man United's side. But the reality is, you're still Manchester United. There's no way you should be losing to a team like FC Copenhagen. I don't even know where you would rank the Danish league compared to the other leagues. I mean, there are six, seven leagues I'm putting before them. This is just an absolute disgrace. You talk about falling off of a cliff, and there's nobody in England outside of Manchester that is shedding a tear for this team. And there's not one of us Liverpool fans who are shedding a tear either right now, by the way. Okay. Oh, and they go outside the EPL and lose to a team they shouldn't. And uh, listen, we're kind of happy about Chelsea being way down on the table. And we're kind of happy that Man U isn't playing great soccer these days. And so, uh, again, I'm not shedding a tear that, uh, that Man City's, you know, having a rough time. Uh I'm sure you're not. By the way, the quote to start the segment with Scott Sprite, you're never going to hear me say, I got way too involved in WNBA, so I had to give up the soccer. Okay. <laughs> now, now, that is, but that gives you an idea of a professional handicapper because when we started talk, talking to Scott a decade ago, I, you were going heavy with the CFL, Canadian football. I don't know if you still go as heavy there, but you're always looking for inefficiencies. And I remember back in the day, Canadian football was a big time thing 
thing for you. After last week, Patrick, 27 and 12, the last 39 CFL playoff bets. So wow. it's, uh, and, and uh, I haven't done my handicapping for this week's games yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, I do CFL from day one, you know, I start following it, look at what's going on in those, you know, two preseason games that they play usually in early June and, and uh, CFL has been big WNBA. I just found that what I like to do is I like to look for, uh, betting opportunities where it's more situational than anything else. And the three-way betting was just started kind of driving me out of my brain there for a little while uh, in soccer, especially in, you know, I did a lot of international soccer. I didn't do a lot of MLS back when we were talking soccer. But uh, WNBA, CFL, NBA, NFL, so situational to me. And I love that, you know. Patrick, one of the reasons I think, and I don't want to speak for Scott here, but I think one of the advantages of betting the WNBA or even women's college basketball when you get into the tournament is, they're not able to, and when I say they, meaning the odds makers, are not necessarily able to quantify the differential in talent well enough. Perfect example, yesterday, or two days ago in women's college basketball on Monday, we saw South Carolina playing Notre Dame in Germany. The line was 11 on this one. South Carolina, top five team in college basketball, Notre Dame top 15. Uh, their mom, uh, excuse me, uh, Ivy, who plays for the Detroit Pistons, his mom is the head coach uh, at, the, mm -hmm. at Notre Dame. They get beat by 30. I mean, they, they're winning the first quarter and a half, and then they get beat by 30. And I think that's what you see, Scott, in the WNBA. There's so many games to be tight, and then all of a sudden the better teams just pull away. There's so many advantages on some of the numbers. And I, I, I agree with Scott. Like, I still bet soccer like an idiot because I can't win with tomorrow's newspaper. But the reality <laughs> of it is I just – you and I, Patrick, we love the sport. Yeah. I, I mean, I love mm -hmm. it. I don't have to look at the time. I can look at the game time, and I know it's 43. Okay, that means it's 143 Pacific time. And I do love the sport, yeah. by the way. You know, I yeah. really do. It just became a point where it was, you know, it was, it was costing me money. It was costing people I talked to every day money uh, a little bit too often. Like I said, you'd have a, you know, a one nothing lead and you'd have eight minutes of extra time. You end up one one and you lose. Uh, so it became a situation where, listen, also the CFL and the WNBA, you're talking about a lot less time handicapping every every week. You know, you got four games a week, basically, in the CFL. And you got, at the most, usually four games a day in the WNBA, if not fewer games. So uh, it, it's a lot easier to get your mind right and not be, like, overwhelmed by 70 games in 18 different leagues, you know. Plus, Patrick, you know this in the FA Cup and some of these nonsensical yes. tournaments. You got, like, the Liverpool under-19 squad out there. There's oh, no most. Salah, there's no Virgil van Dyke. No, 100%. And speaking of which, Scott, we were joking yesterday. Our colleague um, put out a five, as you know, our, our buddy puts out a five-hour, Greg Hoops-Peterson, a five-hour college basketball preview uh, for a day. So we were clowning a little bit with that. But in reality for you i can't imagine a busier time now you're nocturnal so my assumption is you're going to be staying up all night but how about starting to mix the college basketball into your handicapping along with all of the football the nba and the rest i started basketball college handicapping a month before the season began and yet still i i began sunday night because we had what about 150 games on monday and i sat there on sunday i started about 8 39 o'clock at night i got done about 5 a.m pacific time and uh, and so, you know, I mean, I, you start prepping, but you got to go back and you got to find out who's hurt and who's not. You know, there's a game tonight. Lipscomb's playing tonight against Drake. I think it's about 15 and a half, 16. So yesterday I'm just sitting there and I'm going, well, I know they lost to Wichita, but they got a game under their belt talking about Lipscomb. And, you know, Drake hasn't played yet. Drake with a nice season last year. And I'm thinking, man, if if this team's, you know, got everybody on the court, I can take all those points. Started looking, you know, their best player didn't play last game against Wichita, which we knew about that. He's got a knee injury. And, you know, as the, when, I, when I closed the books last night at about 2 o'clock in the morning Pacific time for today's games, it was at the point where I was like, man, I'm not taking a chance with Lipscomb, who's got one player. Yeah, and I'm me, on Drake first half, Scott. There you Let's go. go. I, yeah, I, I don't blame <laughs> you, man. And, and he's listed as a game-time decision now, yeah. but I don't want to take a shot when you got a team that, you know, has seriously one really good player. And I'm reading write-ups last night. I want to tell people to be very careful and do your own homework. I read a couple of the write-ups last night that not only mentioned this great player for Lipscomb, who they didn't even know that he didn't play against Wichita, they also talked about one of their top players from last year, a defensive player and rebounder, who's no longer on the team. And so I, I tell people all the time, man, you got to be so careful. Uh, don't trust anything you read, man. you got to dig into that info yourself. I'm sitting there texting back and forth with Dave Koken at uh, 1 a.m. going, I can't find any news on, you know, this guy for Lipscomb. And he's like, I can't either. Well, finally, after digging and digging and digging, I found that he wasn't going to play. But like I said, now I hear he's a game-time decision. But I like Dustin's play. Should I – 
I mean, shoot, I like about everything. <laughs> Sorry about that. About everything <laughs> Dustin fine. gives out. And, uh, and uh, if he's on Drake first half, I would say lean that way, definitely. You know, the, no, it, you, you also mentioned about the information. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not calling anybody out in particular, but with how much, like, change and turnover is happening right now in college basketball and college football and all show with the transfer portal. I've read write-ups recently by reputable sources where they're complete. They're talking about players that no longer reside in the same city. They discuss it's insane. Well, you're, you're absolutely right about that. That's the biggest challenge now. For example, for myself, I use our VEASAN guide and then I use blue ribbon, which is kind of like yes. the Bible of college basketball for a long time. You do that, but then I'm stuck. I'm stuck also going to the team websites because even with blue ribbon as good as they are these things are compiled going up to about september and so now you're looking at a situation if somebody else just transferred so many different situations so many of these teams now have just been their rosters have been completely disintegrated and it's almost like a rebuild and so you have to pay attention to that uh to me the best probably the best place to go is look at the team's website uh like usc for example you go to the uh USC.edu or whatever in, the, in sports, and then you look at the Trojans, who they played in their exhibition games. Did Boogie Ellis play? Who else played in those games? Did Isaiah Collier play? Those are all going to be factors as you get ready before the season really gets going a week or two in. One more thing you could do, by the way, guys, and I didn't look at it last night for yeah. today, which was a dumb move by me. You talked about Greg Peterson and the Greg Peterson experience. I know in the past, you know, every year since I've known him, uh, he does that show, and he'll put on his Twitter feed each time slot of where he talked about a certain game. And I'm sitting here thinking about it now. It's like I could have just got – because I've never known him to miss anything when it comes to a player missing or whatever. The guy is sick when it comes to the information he has on college basketball and the amount of time I don't think he sleeps and yet works. So that's another thing. Go to Peterson's, uh, you know, his Twitter page, and yeah, you can find stamp. that out too. Those timestamps. Yep. No, you, you nailed it. And, Big Guy, did you – we've got play. We got a play from Scott coming back as far as – college football tonight we've got college basketball tonight of course we've got the nfl i've got plenty i want to ask him but did you want to just repeat that college basketball play you had tonight yeah i'm on drake first half laying nine points against lipscomb i know as scott mentioned they played wichita already they got blown out uh when you look at drake tucker devries is back preseason player of the year there in the wvc they also re return another guy, the center, Darnell Brody. But more importantly, they've brought in a bunch of transfers. Kyron Gibson, UT Arlington, 11-4-1 last year for them. Brought in Aiton Wright, who was a two-time All-Big West honorable mention at CSUN, almost 17 points a game. And then also brought in the Patriot League freshman of the year from Army, Ethan Roberts. He averaged 12-4-1. I think they're a pretty loaded team, and they've got the best player on the floor. I think they get out fast. They run a fast-tempo offense. They're going to score a lot early. I don't think Lipscomb can hang. Want to analyze that cap, Amal, quickly? Yeah, Wright comes over from Northridge. They couldn't win a basketball game. He's going to be popping bottles tonight after the first win of the season. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Maction tonight. College football back with Scott Spritzer next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. On, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. 
It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now, you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today, and you're going to get the picks. VEASAN.com slash picks is the page, but we'll email you the picks every single day as well. You can check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records. The big guy's been killing them. All's been up near the top as well lately. Profit, ROI, see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Get the pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access when you become a VEASAN Pro. Remember, we're giving it away for 120 bucks through May 1st right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's a Wednesday. That means professional handicapper, 30-plus years experience in Las Vegas. Scott Spritzer joins us in studio there at the D, Doc Sports, docsports.com. And Scott Wynn, just quickly a play for me guys on the uh, NBA would tonight. And it, I was waiting. I bet it earlier this morning at two because I did get word that Derek White was going to play Amal, of course, Dustin and Scott. He is. He wasn't at shoot around. Remember, Derek White missed the loss at Minnesota on Monday for the Celtics. But you could argue right now he's their second best player. I know that sounds blasphemous on a team that's absolutely <laughs> loaded, but he is so important to the team, Derek White, and he's going to be in the lineup. He was not at shoot-around in Philly tonight. Celtics at the 76ers, both teams 5-1 and one them all. He was not at shoot-around, but he is going to be in the lineup tonight, and I just, again, this is, the Celtics are a better team, and whether it's the half-court, fast-break, whatever, anyway, you slight in holiday locking down Maxi, yeah. essentially, it becomes a one-dimensional team for Philly. Uh, they're loaded, the Celtics, and with Derek White back in the lineup. I laid two this morning. It's up the three. I'll tell you what, Derek White's gotten off to a fantastic start, shooting a ridiculous 58% from the three-point line. He's just a solid contributor. Look, he's fourth in scoring on the team, but it doesn't matter. He does so many different things, 16 points per game for him, but I'm with you. I think he is a guy that's underappreciated and underrated on the Celtics team. Yeah, he does so much, Scott. Again, not their second best player, just if you look at a box, but what he can do for the team. They win when he's in the lineup, and he's going to be in that lineup again after missing on Monday. Yeah, it's going to be tough to, for anybody else to knock off Boston in the East or for the NBA title this year if they're healthy and if he's healthy. That was one of, like, I had, like, four plays I was really looking at last night, overnight, and uh, I ended up taking one play in the NBA, which I'll tell you about in just a second, but Boston was one of them. And I don't know why I backed off, but I did. I can't recall why I did at the time. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning. But I also uh, liked Sacramento tonight. And, you know, of course, Fox is still banged up. They were in a fantastic position or situation the other night uh, playing the second of back-to-backs or I think second game in three days against Houston. Got blown off the court again just like did the first time. And, and I paid for that. I lost that one. That was a great spot. They didn't come through. What I ended up doing is, is I, uh, I laid two with the Cavaliers tonight at Oklahoma City. And uh, this is a really good – like I talked about, certain leagues I love situations obviously when you're talking about guys like you know Garland for Cleveland when you talk about White for Boston you factor in who's playing who's not uh, but this is a strong early season uh, angle that basically fits teams with the worst record of the two teams of the matchup with same season revenge for a home loss yet they're still favored on the road even though they got the worst record they lost once already they lost the game at home and then of course you get uh, Darius Garland who's back uh 
they got that big win over Golden State by 11 last time out. And Garland and Mitchell in that backcourt, it's about as tough as it gets. You know, maybe not elite level like you got Boston, uh, but maybe just that next level down. So I ended up going with the Cavaliers. I like Boston. I still might add it before my day is done. Uh, but Cleveland for sure, Boston would be the second play. Yeah, I love it. Darius, you saw how important Garland is to that team in their last game. Also, Jared Allen back. I think it's going to start looking like the team that made that big leap last year. Uh, like it here with the Cavs laying two at the Thunder. Amal, Dustin, anything there or anything in the association tonight? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at Sacramento. You mentioned De'Aaron Fox still out of the lineup for this Kings team tonight. Uh, Scoot Henderson's gotten off to a bit of a slow start. Portland's actually been more impressive than I would have expected with Simmons being out for several weeks. Uh, he was at 21 points per game for them last year. Shaden Sharp has come on. But I think Sacramento, who's lost three in a row, excuse me, three in a row, including twice to Houston. Good opportunity to bounce back at home here in this spot. I think the Kings get on track lane seven and a half against Portland. You know what I like about that also is when they played Houston guys, Sacramento, those two games, Houston's a young team and they love to get up and down the floor. They want to shoot. They want to shoot that rock. And if they get hot, they can beat a lot of teams in the league. And that's what happened against Sacto. Uh, but now they're playing a team that they're not a big offensive threat. They're not going to be out there firing up shots with Fox being out of this game uh, for Sacramento. Portland's going to kind of run their offense. It's almost a half court, if you want to call it that, relatively speaking to the rest of the league. And I think Sacramento is going to have a better chance of being able to win this game and cover this than they would against a team that just wants to fire up and down the floor. Uh, you know, seven and a half was enough to keep me off of it, but I, I think it's the right side. I do have a prop in this game. I have two others as well. Going to go Malcolm Brogdon over 35 and a half, uh, half points, rebounds, and assists. Scoot Henderson's out. Ish Wainwright's out. Brogdon over his last two, averaging a combined 38 and a half. So we have a little bit of a cushion there. I think he could potentially go off as the, the main guy for Portland. So that, that's one prop that I have tonight. I, I want to add one okay. more, Patrick, real quick. Yeah, please. I like the Spurs catching 10.5 at MSG. And one of my big angles always is is when a team gets absolutely destroyed. They got beat by 41 in Indianapolis on Monday night. They will be much better defensively in this particular spot. Nick's coming off a good win, I think about a 14-point win against the Clippers the other day. But whenever you give up 152 points, that tied a franchise high for the Indiana Pacers, third time in their franchise they got to 152. I expect the Spurs to be much, much better in the defensive side of the ball here. Both teams come in at three and four. I think ten and a half is a little bit too high of a number. I think the Knicks win the game but by a lesser margin than the almost 11 you're catching here. Can I say something, you guys, I mean, about positive about DraftKings, considering that MSG game tonight, the game at MSG. Yeah. Uh, got a buddy back east who put ten grand on a football future month or so ago and at DraftKings in 10 dimes and DraftKings gave him front court tickets, front row tickets to tonight's Spurs game. So we're, you know, common friend there is Big Al McMorty, who's a huge Spurs fan. Yes. Big Al is, and, and, and our buddy's going to be sitting in the front row thanks to DraftKings because a guy made a, a 10 dime bet about a month ago. And I think that's pretty cool that the book did that. Good job by you, Scott. We like to see the positivity with DraftKings there. They always take care of their customers. And I will say this, fellas, I had over five and a half at plus money Draymond Green rebounds tonight because power forwards eat on the boards against Denver. Don't bet that. You can't bet it. Draymond Green has been ruled out. Gary Payton third also questionable tonight. That's huge against this Nuggets team. You're going to see... Uh, Trace uh, isn't yeah the rookie from Indiana is going to be playing yeah Jackson Smith uh, Trace Jackson Davis is going to be playing so he's going to get introduced to Jokic tonight Amal that's not a great look for Golden State missing Draymond here that number what does he mean to the number it was too earlier today now DraftKings is laying four with Denver yeah Jamal Murray out of this game with a hamstring issue for the Denver Nuggets uh, Jokic is going to be a game time decision here with a wrist issue for the Nuggets as well that's why you're seen such a short number. Guys, I, you know, I thought Scott brought up a good point earlier. Boston looks like the team in the Eastern Conference. I get Milwaukee's going to be good, but Patrick, we talked about when the Drew Holiday trade went down. He is such a defensive stopper on one, two, and three. It becomes a real challenge. On the flip side out west, Denver is playing outstanding basketball. I have not seen a single drop off from them from where they were when they won the NBA title. I think they went 16-4 and four last year in the postseason. This team seems to be playing at that exact same level right now. Just hasn't changed much as long as they're healthy it'll be a challenge I'm going to stay away from this game right now because the injuries with Denver but this is an interesting matchup and we'll get to see what TJD can do against the world champs I wanted to call Trace Jackson Davis Jackson Smith and Jigba so that is <laughs> that's, that, that's on that is on me big guy you got another prop 
Yeah, I do have another prop. Uh, also debating Looney now that Draymond's out, but his t his rebound total sets a, a little bit. They never adjust the Looney rebounds. Yeah, he, <laughs> I don't know what it is. He is like one of my favorite bets. One because like that's all he focuses on for them is getting yes. boards, and he's such a physical guy. He wants to do that. He takes pride in the boards. He's a, but against Jokic at nine and a half, it's a little bit high. like if it was seven and a half, eight and a half, of course. He could go over that total. I'm not saying uh, he won't. Uh, a guy I like tonight, Desmond Bain, over 36.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, his last two games, 38-5, and 33-8-7. He's gone over 36.5 in four of seven games this year. When he plays 30 minutes this season, his combined average is 38, a little cushion there. Plus, Xavier Tillman is out, which means more, uh, more opportunities to crash the glass for him. I think that'll be a bigger focus. And then my other prop for tonight is Malik Beasley. Total for his points is only eight and a half. You have to pay 133 juice. But the last time Chris Middleton was out, he dropped 18, and Middleton's not going to play tonight against a very young Detroit backcourt that's not very deep with some injuries. I think he should be able to score tonight and get over eight and a half. Uh, real quick, I want to follow up on his play on Desmond Bain. I, I love Bain. I think he's a very solid, good player. These are some of the types of props that if you can find, I'm not a big prop player myself, but I know you, Patrick, and D uh, D uh, Dustin tend to find them. Sometimes the under-the-radar players are some of the better bets that are available out there because this is a guy that's going to be out on the floor. He contributes in a variety of ways to what Memphis does. I just like what he brings to the table. Absolutely. Okay, Scott, get ready because we're going to throw a lot at you coming back from the break, including got a college basketball play tonight. You've got to play on and get ready because this is exciting. Bowling Green Kent. <laughs> the Mac this year is just down. I'm sorry. It's just rough. And also an NFL play coming back with the Colts and Pats with Scott Spritzer. Also, you got a full slate on Saturday in college football, including Michigan, Penn State. We'll get to that as well. 20 games that we won't get to. <laughs> I, you've, got, you've got a lot. If you are available... We would like to keep you for the D block. If you have to go, feel free. That will give you a chance to think about that during the break. We're back here with Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, a little break to talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating who's number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zen. Zen is made of six simple ingredients, and it's available in a wide range of varieties like spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. It's available in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction because it's discreet. You can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zen earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top of the line, Zen swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zen at your local convenience store on Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N. Dot com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Why don't we do that? Uh, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson joining them there, and he's going to stick around uh, and happy that he is. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper at the D. Um, let's talk about the game you guys were just discussing as we came back from break, because I do think it's fascinating. Scott, it's always that interim bump, and Antonio Pierce certainly provided it, but it's a team that Amal Shaw can't quit because of the defense, <laughs> and that is the Jets. So a fascinating Sunday night matchup in the NFL this weekend, boys, where it looks like you know the Jets were laying two, Amal, and uh, many shops got it to pick them now. DraftKings is still showing the Jets laying a point, low total of 36. Yeah, rightfully so in terms of the move in favor of the Raiders. What we saw out of the Raiders and Antonio Pierce's team just seems like a rejuvenated squad right now. And Dustin mentioned it during the commercial break. I mean, that Jets offense wouldn't be good in 84, and then Scott followed it up with it wouldn't be good in 64. I'll be honest with you, the only time that Jets offense would be good is if we were in a snowstorm. I mean, <laughs> you score three to six points a game, it's horrific. I get why there's money coming in the Raiders, Patrick, but to me, when you have such an elite defense, I really believe they're one of the top three defense in the National Football League. If you can just find a way, and I thought um, we had a great breakdown uh, yesterday in terms of it, Zach Wilson's afraid to make the throw, and until that improves, I think the Jets are be a tough team to back even in this spot against a Raiders team who cannot stop the run. What do you think, Scott? 
right now I'm, I'm leaning towards the Jets after everything we just said about talking about their offense, and it is because of the defense. And, you know, I mean, the Raiders, listen, they got the bump. Everybody on the team loves Antonio Pierce. All good things to be said. I went back, by the way, and I looked just for future use uh, how teams do midseason when they fire a coach. And it was like 19 and 16 straight up, 16 and 19 against the spread. So nothing horrible, but nothing uh, good either. Uh, so the Raiders come in, they're all pumped up. They throw the new quarterback in there out of Purdue. He looked great in preseason. He has a decent game. But my gosh, they played a team with a college-level quarterback, yeah. Tommy DeVito. You know, so let's put it all into perspective a little bit. I know that what the Jets have on offense is pretty bad. We all talked about it uh, during the break. But if the Jets' defense, which is still excellent, I mean, they, like I'm all said, they held the uh, Chargers to 190 yards. You know, they held Eckler to 47 yards. I think it was on 14 carries, you know, three and a half yards per pop. They shut down the Raiders' running game. They can get after the quarterback, and all of a sudden, uh, you got a new rookie quarterback who doesn't look as sexy as he did throwing the football around last week. I think the Jets win because of the their defense this week. I really do. So it's hard to say sometimes, you know, I want the Jets. Give me the Jets. You got to hold your nose. But I think at this spot, they shocked the Raiders a little bit. You mentioned Tommy DeVito. It's not often. I mean, we get to, we get some pretty big spreads at least a few times. Generally, you're going to see the big numbers like the 14s to the 17s in the last few weeks of the year, boys, <laughs> because that's when you have the books like, all right, we know this team's packing it up and this team's playing with motivation. However, early in the year for a number like this, Scott, we've got 17 of course, with the Giants <laughs> at Dallas. Uh, well, I'll give it 16 and a half right now with Tommy DeVito and the Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys did it again, didn't they? I mean, they're bullies. They beat up on bad teams and they, they lose big games because of some usually a self-inflicted wound. And, you know, they kind of did it against the Eagles last week again. I mean, if I had to take this game, I'd lay all those points with Dallas because this is normally where they shine. Not necessarily laying big points, but against teams uh, that are pretty bad. And, you know, the last time I wanted to uh, get involved with anything Tommy DeVito, he was arguing with Henry Hill and talking about, you know, funny <laughs> joke and all that stuff. You really are a funny guy. I don't think it, it, it translates into good quarterback play again this week so I would lean Dallas I'm not going to lay it I got enough other stuff to uh, jump into this week but I don't want anything to do with the Giants with that offense right now which is worse than the Jets because of the quarterback yeah I, I gotta tell you guys I can't remember the last time you'd have to go back to Nathan Peterman for a quarterback to be <laughs> this bad in the NFL it was Peterman that remember who was it who was coaching with the Los Angeles Chargers Anthony Lynn Anthony Lynn against yep. the Bills. Wow. Yes, the f yes against Buffalo. Yep. yep. Good, good memory. That was, that was a decision to say the <laughs> least. Uh, let's let's get let's get to uh, you. Do have a play, uh, and that is uh, the Colts. The Colts uh, another week on the road. Although they took care of business down in Carolina, they're going to be at the Patriots. Scott, the Colts are laying a point and a half and a total of 43. Yeah, Pats were a short look-ahead fave, and the Colts have been as high as two. Not a really big deal. I think the, the Patriots were like one, one and a half on that look-ahead. Uh, but this is a game that I think these two and seven Patriots can win, guys, uh, and should win because I think they match up well against Indianapolis in this game. Indy's offense was horrible last week against a banged-up, badly banged-up Carolina defense. They averaged three and a half yards per play, not per carry, but per play against the Panthers. They had two field goals and a touchdown. That's it from the offense. Their other 14 points came from the defense on two defensive touchdowns, and they gained 198 yards on 56 plays. That is it. Uh, so you got the Pats second in the league in yards per carry allowed on defense. And defensively, before facing, you know, Bryce Young, who can be pretty bad, Indy allowed 38, 39, and 37 points in the previous three games. They allow 27 points per game on the season. They're weak against both the run and the pass. So it's the first play I made this week was New England. Uh, I got two. It's down to one and a half. Obviously, I still like them at one and a half. I don't want to say, you know, the old famous last words and say I don't think one and a half or two is going to make a difference. But uh, uh, New England, I think, is the right side of this one, guys, in Frankfurt. Tend to agree here. I think it's going to be a tough spot for the Colts to be going on the road. You know, it's crazy when we say this, Patrick. You look at it and go, oh, Colts are minus one and a half of the Patriots. Or uh, if they were a one and a half point favorite, it doesn't make that much of a difference in the grand scheme, right? You're going to have to win the game either side by two points. But when you see teams as an underdog at home, it just changes the dynamic, it seems like, from a betting standpoint. And to me, Scott, I just don't see the Colts being, shouldn't be a favorite, despite New England's ineptitude and woes uh, throughout the course of the season. I like the Pats here with Scott as well. 
three in the MAC tonight. Let's get to your official play. Bowling Green at Kent State. We mentioned it before the break. This is uh, not necessarily two electric offenses, Scott. 41 and a half on the total. You got Bowling Green laying 10 and a half at Kent State. Uh, be real careful because I hate the MAC. I absolutely <laughs> despise this glorified high school conference yet. I ended up laying nine and a half. I think it's up to 10 and a half now, Bowling Green. Uh, but, you know, they've only been a favorite of seven or more twice this season. They covered both without a problem. They, in fact, uh, they covered by 26 and a half points combined in those two games. Also going for that sixth uh, win as far as bowl eligibility is concerned. So last week, Kent State, you know, the wagon uh, wheel rivalry, uh, they take on Akron. They're up 27 to 10 with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They lost 31-27 to the Zips. And, and the fact they've been horrible, this season overall, that they lost coaches in the offseason to other jobs, that they lost players to the to the portal in the offseason. They've never been able to recover and get it going this year with new players, new look coaches and game plans. They've been just pathetic. They're 0-8 straight up, 1-6-1 against the number when they take on FBS opponents. So, and by the way, there's 133 college football teams. They're dead last uh, when it comes to scoring. They're averaging about 14 points per game. The defense gives up 33 a game. And one final note on this contest, not not always a big revenge guy, but Bowling Green lost to them 40-6 to last year. This Kent State team is nowhere near what last, Kent's, last year's Kent State team was, and I think Bowling Green gets the win. So it went from 9.5, it's up to 10.5. I think they find a way, a way to win this game by about 17. Also, real quick, Creshawn McCray, the leading receiver for the uh, Golden Flashes, is out. Patrick, in the game against Akron, you saw just a just a huge drop-off from the offense when they were up 27-10 to when he went down, and he's not going to play tonight, and they ended up losing that game. Big guy, you got anything action-wise tonight? Uh, no, I thought about fading Akron because once DJ Irons went down, they lost all semblance of their offense. But this is perhaps the ugliest card of Maction football <laughs> we have ever seen. Look since at the they three totals. Playing. Did you it not is, see the games last night? I had the over in Western Michigan, though, that cash. So I was happy with that. Uh, Miami of Ohio. You can't lay 17 with them, but you definitely can't take 17 with Akron. No. I don't know if any, any amount is enough. Uh, Bowling Green's bad, but Kent State's the worst. Yes. And then maybe Toledo in the first half against Eastern, but no, I can't, I can't touch any of these games. These are hideous. Uh, you, you're <laughs> not wrong in these games being bad, but you know, Brock Vereen, who comes on with us pretty regularly, he was on the call last night on the uh, Ball State Northern Illinois game. He did a good job, and I was listening to the game. I'm going to tell you something. Even if I'm not betting on the game, which I didn't last night, I still love college football. Even though Scott's right, this is like high school football, and there are probably many divisions in Texas and Florida that are better than this. <laughs> the one here, man. The one here in town, BG, Bishop Gorman, probably give them the run for their money. Canton, Akron. Roma Dunze, going to be a first-round pick for BG. There you go. <laughs> That's right. All right, when we return, Scott Spreitzer is going to stick around for another segment. He's got some college football plays for tomorrow, including Michigan-Penn State. Curious to get his take there as we continue. Sharp Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings right now, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code SHARP for new customers. And again, at DraftKings, download the app. Everybody gets a no sweat, same game parlay every day. DraftKings, the crown is yours. So let's pick up the conversation we heard. I heard you guys discussing with Michigan and Penn State coming up. On Saturday, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Scott Spritzer, of course, Wednesday's professional handicapper, Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. Scott wins with two T's on Twitter. Okay, boys, roundtable here, and I know it's a play for you, Scott. Michigan's laying five, now four and a half mostly, but DraftKings is showing five and 45 on the market as far as the total. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, my gosh, guys, I got to say something. You know, going back to your Jerry Palm interview, I was listening when I was driving in. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, Michigan. We can't take away anything from Michigan when it comes to their power rating or where they sit in the standings uh, because of who they play, because you can only play who's in front of you. You can only beat who's in front of you. If we don't look into who they've played and who they haven't, aren't we kind of taken away a little bit from the other teams that are in the top six or seven? Uh, a team like, let's say, Ohio State that's had a couple of big games already this year. And I'm not saying Ohio State's better than Michigan, but I'm just like, we can flip that scenario. And we can say, you know what? Taking, you know, not taking into effect how soft the schedule has been means you're taking away from some of those other good teams in the top six or seven. Uh, they've had zero adversity. We do know that. They faced one opponent, one opponent in most guys' top 55 power ratings. That was Rutgers, who I have rated 50. A couple of other guys have them a little bit higher than that by four or five spots. The average power rating of the nine teams that Michigan has faced 75th to 80th range, depending on whose ratings you use. So, again, how much do you take away from Michigan and Harbaugh, a fantastic coach, uh, when it comes to that schedule? Their offense is 45th in passing as far as yards per game. Uh, they're outside the top 50 on the ground, but the defense has been a beast, and they're efficient on offense, and they've got a great quarterback who I think is – people are finally starting to catch on. This guy's going to be a pretty decent pick when it comes to the NFL draft when he's ready to move on. Uh, Penn State's easily the top 10 in everyone's power rating. And how much, again, do we punish Penn State for losing to the Buckeyes? Remember, that was a 13-6 game with four and a half minutes to go in the game. Uh, their offense is nothing special, especially through the year, uh, air. But you got the number one defense against the run, number two in total yards allowed per game, number one in yards per play allowed, number two in sack rate. Some great, great uh, things that are in their favor when you talk about Penn State on defense. And then Drew Allar and the UM offense doesn't make mistakes, but they aren't lighting things up. Um, I'm looking at this. I was talking to, to the, both guys at the break, and I said, you know, I lean towards the under here, but you always worry about teams figuring things out in the second half as they go along, and it's kind of a low total for teams of this caliber at 45, and I thought Dustin made a great point, and I agree, and I don't mean to steal your thunder here, Dustin, but I agree with them uh, when he said, I like the first half under because maybe these two coaching staffs can't figure things out in the second half. I think that's the best play in this game, guys. Uh, I was playing devil's advocate, advocate a bit there for Michigan, but I think the under in the first half is the best play in this game. You know, I get where Scott's coming from. These are very good elite defensive teams. And the one negative I'd point to with Michigan, they've played nine games so far this year. The nine teams they've played, seven of them, Patrick, rank 104th or worse yeah. in yeah. total offense. Think about that for a second. There's 131 teams on the NCAA statistics page. There are 104 or worse, worse, seven of them. But here's the thing. Remember last year, we saw a tight matchup going into Ann Arbor. It looked like Penn State for all the world was going to be able to play with these guys that get beat by 24 points. I think Michigan is a complete football team. And yes, I've been critical of the schedule, but the reality of it is you can only play who's in front of you. This has been a dominant, dominant football team. To not give up a first and goal situation going into week 10 is one of the greatest stats I've ever 
ever seen in college football history. Not to mention the fact that J.J. McCarthy has put himself into a conversation now to be a top 50 draft pick in the NFL. They've got a ton of guys who are going to get drafted. Forget the off-field issues. To me, Franklin has never been able to deliver in the bigger games. This could change the narrative if they were able to pull it out. But as much as I hate to say it, I will be unloading the clip on the Wolverines here. I love them in this spot. I thought the number honestly should have been closer to seven. You saw Patrick the Illinois game. This is a team that struggled in Evanston at Welsh Ryan against the Wildcats in the first half. I think they were one for 16 on third down against Ohio State. And the Buckeyes do have an elite defense, but Michigan's defense is comparable to Ohio State's. And Drew Aller has really struggled. Singleton and Catron Allen have not been as good as I thought they were going to be this year. These guys have had some issues. The offensive line has not played particularly well. And outside of Lambert, I don't know who who the hell even plays wide receiver? I can go back to the days of Chaffee Fields at Penn State. I can tell you everybody on there too deep. I can't even tell you these stiffs without a program. Stiffs. <laughs> I'm not high. I'm along. Well, I'm right there with the you. I'm not is, high on Penn State. Drew Allard doesn't make a ton of mistakes, though. He's not making costly mistakes. But don't you agree that looking at that, and I'm not trying to knock Michigan. I've got him ranked number one in my power rating. Having said that, any one of these teams in the top six or seven would be clocking the same team as Michigan's beating. Yes. Well, you know, it's yes. not like there's... Go ahead, Dustin. He doesn't make mistakes, but it reminds me of the black sheep line when they're playing checkers. He goes, yeah, it's easy not to lose when you never move your back row. Easy for <laughs> Aller not to make mistakes. Yeah, when he's he throwing underhand. Downfield. <laughs> Listen. They just don't have the consistency. And, and listen, just because he executes the snap properly, I'm not going to give him credit. <laughs> 21 and a half on the first half total, by the way, for those of you that want to tail along with that first half under. Did you have anything you wanted to add, big guy? No, I think I'm going to end up being on that first half under. The only way I think it doesn't work out where, where it doesn't cash is that Michigan is as legit as it appears, and it doesn't matter who they're playing, and they just go off and they drop, you know, a 21 spot. It's 21 to 3 at the half or something like that. That's the only way I see it happening. I don't see Penn State's offense moving it consistently. I, th I see them settling for field goals. And on the other side, I do think Manny Diaz will have some blitzes dialed up to throw Michigan off their game slightly, and it's enough to keep it under. And if I this is Lincoln Riley, I take – I detract from Michigan's power rating because of the schedule they played. It's Jim Harbaugh. You know, he does it at every level, wherever he's coached. And that's why I don't take too much away from Michigan for the soft schedule. Real quick, I don't know he, if you guys agree with this or not. Uh, McCarthy's 8-1 to one to win the Heisman. If he has a monster day in state yes, college yes. and has a monster day against Ohio State, guys, he will not only be in New York City, he will be competing with the winner of the Pac-12 championship game in Vegas in terms of who's going to win the Heisman. Absolutely. Let's get one more cap in because you have Utah, Washington at Washington. They need it, Scott, to stay in the mix here. Nine and a half. Washington's laying it hosting Utah. Fifty one and a half on the total. Yeah, Totals come down. I think a couple of points now it was like 52 last night, a little bit higher than that when it opened. I am such a fan of uh, Kalen DeBoer, the head coach for the Washington Huskies. Yes. And a great example was last week. His team ranked outside of the top 100 in college football and rushing yards per game going into the game against USC. They've been all about, you know, Michael Penix Jr. and this offense through the air. So he goes up against USC. What's USC? Horrible against the run. So what does DeBoer do? He just kind of changes things around from one week to the next. He goes from something he's been doing all year, which is throw the ball, don't worry about the run, and all of a sudden they run the ball 42 times for 316 yards. That's great coaching. Uh, they ran the ball 27 times the week before against Stanford. 13 times against ASU, 23 times against Oregon, 42 times because he knows that USC defense is soft against the run. They win the game by 10. Uh, they're okay, I guess, defending the run if I want to be nice talking about the Huskies. They struggle badly against the aerial game, but I, I don't think Utah can take advantage of Washington's defensive efficiencies in this one. And then you look at like Barnes, their quarterback, or Johnson, who's played a little bit this year for the Utah Utes. Uh, you know, they're not going to get you a lot of touchdown passes. If you look at Barnes, he had 14 last week. He had four touchdowns and five picks going into that game. All of a sudden, he has a bust-out game. That's an anomaly. Uh, they're going to have to run to keep the UW offense off the field. Whittingham knows that. He'll have a good game plan. I think this game stays under. So, I believe that total is moving in the right direction, and I still think it's a tad too high. 
Patrick, I'm afraid to lay the number here, but I like the Huskies at home. The purple and gold are rolling right now. You look at Odunze and Polk, what they've been able to do. These guys are combined for over 1,900 yards receiving, 15 touchdowns and 107 catches. I think the problem is Utah, when they face the upper echelon teams in Oregon State on the road in Corvallis, uh, Oregon at home, they got dusted. I think it's going to be a similar situation. Huskies, 12-30 kick. They get that thing rolling, and it's going to be tough for Utah to play Washington's game. I like the Huskies here to win by a pretty big number. Big guy? I'm terrified of this game as someone holding a Washington 40-1 to and 25-1 to ticket for the national championship. I hedged a little with Oregon. If I know the Pac-12 like I know the Pac-12, <laughs> Washington loses this game or next week at Oregon State. And it could very likely be this game because it makes no freaking sense. Conference that cannibalizes itself every year, no doubt. On a neutral, Scott, Oregon, Washington see each other again. Who you got? Oh, man, why do you got to do that to me? Um, I had Vegas, Washington. Yeah, I had Washington in the first magic matchup. Now they'll be playing at Allegiant. Boy, if Washington, if that's not sustainable, that ground game that we saw last week, which probably isn't sustainable because they went up against USC, I think Oregon catches them this time. Yeah, I think would that be a consensus across the board here? I would agree with that. Oh, I know, Maul, you agree. 100%. I'm being stubborn. I'm sticking with that I loved Washington preseason. I'm going to stick with them, but it's narrow. And I'm with you. I got a 25 to 1 ticket with them also. I didn't get the 40, but I got the 25. So I'll be hoping for Washington. Four words Bucky Irving, Jordan James. Those are names that is. Four names Samal Shaw, <laughs> Dustin Sweetelson, of course, Scott Spritzer. I'm Patrick Maher. Scott, thanks for sticking around for the X extra segment. Thanks, it's Doc Sports, DOCSports.com. You want to give Scott a follow and get some plays on Twitter? It's at Scott Wins with two T's. We will see you tomorrow right here. Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 